When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are handling the 2020 Netflix spectacular, uh, Old Guard. Old not old, guard. not old school, which I keep calling. <laughs> you do I... not keep calling this old school. This is a very, very different vibe. <laughs> this, oh my God, very can you imagine different. if we each of us watched one of those and then came Jeez. in and was like trying to argue? <laughs> Rebecca, I'm so glad you brought that up because honestly, <laughs> I was like, should I mention, should I, should I? Should I message Rebecca about this? And I was like, no, no, <laughs> that's too much. She knows what you were doing. No, dude, and- I triple checked because <laughs> I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, firstly, uh, because that has uh, happened in the past. And secondarily, has. because after watching this movie, I'm very interested in your own opinions on this because I okay. can't imagine arguing for this fucking Martin, what was his name? Martin, Martin Scorelli. Yeah. 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 I'm like this, the, he's that guy. Like, what do we? Yes. And we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to get into that a little bit. I think there's some, uh, wiggle room that we have, uh, oh, on that. All but... right. Well, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I've come to argue. <laughs> first of all, uh, I'd highly suggest this movie, wouldn't you? Like, yes, absolutely. I it? found it very enjoyable. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Charlize Theron fan, so it's not a hard sell for me. But fun action, very fun enjoyable. Premise, knows its world right away. Super good. Um, but for those of you who haven't uh, watched the movie. Um, the basic plot is basically uh, Charlize Theron's uh, character Andy um, is the head of these immortal uh, warriors, I guess is what you'd call them, uh, mm-hmm. who go around and do various military things um, to save people and all the rest. And they have been, she has been alive since um, I, like forever, basically, like since before the Greek and Roman times. Um, and they're a group of immortals. And um, that's what they're doing. And they get hired uh, uh, by Chewy Tella Geofor, um, his character, uh, Copley, I think is his name, to go rescue them. Turns out it's a betrayal. There is a, um, a pharmaceutical CEO named Merrick who wants to actually capture them because they're immortal and figure out the secret to their eternal life. Um, it turns out at one point Andy stops being immortal so she can be hurt and killed. Um, and a new, uh, all the way through this, we're sort of introduced to Niall, a new immortal who just figured out that she's immortal, um, kind of, uh, coming to terms with what's happening and finally at the end coming in to help and, uh, and help them out. Uh, was that... Uh, the plot, I guess Booker, one of the <laughs> was one that person. The plot? <laughs> was that the plot? Oh, I'm just trying to think if there's any like if there's any uh, major points here. That a uh, Booker, one of the immortal guys, um, betrays them to Merrick mm-hmm. and, and all the rest. Uh, so that uh, so basically uh, another Charlie Theron is an immortal god movie, uh, which Ella very Hancock. believable plot line. I'm like yeah. this woman looks phenomenal. She's looked phenomenal forever. She continues to look phenomenal. I, it, it, it tracks to me. It tracks where I'm like, yes, of course she's an immortal god. She's beautiful. She's great. Um, there, there is a logical and dramatic uh, point to this movie, which would be better served if Andy dies at the end. And I'm so glad that she didn't. 
uh, because like it seems like that's where it's headed, right? Where she's been immoral for so long and she sacrifices her life mm-hmm. to save the others. And I'm so glad she didn't because this is actually a movie where I'm like, set up a sequel. I oh. want to see more of this. Boy, I, howdy, I, I did want- they set up a fucking oh. sequel. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I, I liked it. And I wanted to see more of these characters, which I really haven't felt in a very long time. Okay. Because I felt, yeah. You and I, I'm gonna maybe, and maybe this is why you really liked it, but this is why I really liked it. Okay, firstly, uh, the uh, woman that's trapped in the ocean. Okay, um, Quinn, that is the most tragic part of this whole story to me. That's the most tragic part of everything that happens in this movie, of all the people that die, of everything that goes down. This girl has been done the wrongest. Okay, she has been. It's been, that's dirt. That is so, you're, you're literally sending somebody to, to become psychotic. Like just like to have a complete and total freaking meltdown, of course. And what I like about the setup at the end when she's, when she's present and she says hello is that I think they're setting her up to be the new villain. And I want that so badly because she has the best backstory and we best be arguing that point because i'll argue that point all day yeah, okay when, this when woman, old guard oh. two comes out we'll 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 cover it for sure oh that girl whatever happens from this point on is justified in my mind like i'm like you were encaged in case to drown over and over and over and over again even even the pharmaceutical guy isn't that bad because at least yeah. he kept them all in the same room Okay, at least you had somebody to look at. You had a companion. You had somebody you could talk to. Um, this girl had nobody. <laughs> You're at the bottom of the ocean. You just drown over and over and over and over again. Oh, that was on it, it, There were some parts of this movie that I, I'm just like, oh, you just put like all of my biggest fears into one movie. That's great. Okay, like, yep. oh. No, that that is honestly terrifying. And like, they do a very good job of saying that's why they don't like to be, they never want to be captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair. Um, the other horrifying part about that is that they are all connected through dreams, uh, which means that they are just fully aware all the time that she's still alive and just somewhere and which, which is crazy dying to all me the time. Because you know that you're like uh, you could live like for you you could live for the such a such a long time. I feel like they could have spent a little more time looking for this woman. If, yeah, if but I mean, how, dr- how yeah. do you, right? How do you get to the bottom of the ocean if you're even in the 1800s? Absolutely. H- but I feel like, how do you not, with the technology they have now, how do you not retry? Right? Like, I get it. You went out for a while, whatever. Like, we have things that can, you, you, you can dive now. There's summary. Like, you have to understand that these people have to have, so, they, they could have as much money as they want. Basically, yeah. okay. Throw $2 in a bank account in 16 something and you're you, a yeah. billionaire now. Yeah, yeah, Or you have, you have literally like famous fucking, you, you have art, you have, you have historical things. Sell one of them. You're, you're great forever. Um, giddy. Some more active searching, right? Because they even say they're connected in a sense of like, they only feel better when they're all together. Well, start going around and seeing where you feel better on this ocean, man. Start yeah, moving around. Like, there's got to be a way that you can like connect. To me, I'm like, I, if you know this person is literally going through constant torture, constant torture, I'm I'm going to continue to look because even if it's tortures for me to continue to look and not live my life, and I'm on the, you know what I mean, I'm on the sea all the time or whatever. Um, at least I still get to breathe. At least I still get to see the sun and feel the air and whatever. My life is so much better than yours. I need to find you. Yeah, it's a, yeah. And, oh, God. It's it's such an interesting thing, and it's such a small part of the movie. Oh, it shook but me I, the most. It shook I know, me but the I'm most. So, <laughs> and I'm so, and it, that, that that's what I mean, is, like, I'm so interested to see where this this series leads or whatever. Um yeah, I mean, it's weird to watch the first movie and be like, I'm really excited to see who they've set up as the villain who has no screen time at all. Uh, so I guess maybe we should probably get to the uh, the main villain of yeah. this one. Yeah. So who would you consider to be the main villain? Oh, our, our far, our, our pay, I'm just going to call him Pace Dave. Like he's yeah. just, he's Merrick. the, 
He is He is Mark Zuckerberg on a surfboard. Okay, he is he has that billionaire whiteness that you just you, you love to hate. And uh yeah, he is definitely the main villain and honestly Craig going to come in here with an auto hard disagree. Okay, hard disagree okay. on this man. I hate him. I hate him so much and there is nothing I, I, I can't, I, I cannot see what the argument will be for this. Okay. All right. So here, <laughs> here is my argument. With the exception of his attitude mm-hmm. and a little bit about how he goes about it, um, everything he's doing is correct. So, so first of all, they the 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 movie starts off with Andy lamenting about we keep doing these things we keep going to kill these people but the world doesn't get any better we're not doing anything to make the world a better place along comes this uh this doctor and this scientist who is like hey if we get bone and tissue samples from you we can literally help millions of people uh live a very long time. It'll, it'll drastically, uh, enhance life for thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people all throughout the world. Right. The, the, the only place where he really falls down is he didn't ask them first. (laughs) That's it. Like if he, like if he had just been like, Hey, do you want to really help everybody in the world? Give us a blood sample. Because what's a blood sample? Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's nothing. And they they kind of bring up this point too where they go, what is even their time commitment on this? It's like, it, for someone who's living thousands and hundreds of years, Re- Rebecca, during this quarantine, months have gone by without me noticing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like 36, yeah, turning 36, Jesus, this month. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> And, you, you know, so for them being like spend a couple months uh, getting poked and prodded and like having x-rays done and stuff like that, having medical tests done, that's nothing for them. Also, they've been blown up. They've been shot. Any kind of medical test that's going to happen to them is nothing pain wise. It's a zero time commitment. So the to me, the only thing objectionable about this is that he didn't ask them first. I think he may have done a few more disagreeable things than that. Um, I would maybe say, uh, first I, I, my, okay. If I met somebody and they told me, or they, I would need a little more proof than they told me, but, um, I think this person's immortal. My first inclination is not to start stabbing that person repeatedly in the back joyously. <laughs> he had joy. He had, he had some joy. Okay. Sure. He had some joy. Now, the bigger argument I kind of want to dive into here is um, the moral implication of having people live forever. Oh. Okay, because (laughs) that's literally where I have the biggest problem with this. Okay, it's the the concept of we're going to cure everybody and we're going to make it so we either live forever or we live for thousands upon thousands of years – you have by say you do succeed say you succeed in that first of all what you unleash is a best case scenario best case scenario the whole population gets it okay and everybody rises together it's still probably economic turmoil there like every the whole world would be thrown off okay if you, you you're tossing a bomb into society basically you're changing absolutely everything but what is the actual scenario that would happen is that rich people would be able to live forever and poor people would just keep dying okay so you're really not doing it for the people okay you're doing it for rich people that's what all of this is otherwise if it wasn't for rich people you wouldn't need this huge building downtown London okay to swing your big dick around okay yeah the concept and this is something that get, I think gets touched on on every movie of all time about being immortal it's a curse nobody wants this in actual reality if you could maybe, double the lifespan of people. I think a lot of people would sign up for that. I I would maybe even consider, you know what I mean? I would think about that one. 
Um, any longer than that, shut it down. Shut it down. Okay, well, I don't want to do that. That sounds like such torture to me. And to your point, that is the reason that uh, the character who betrays them, Booker, gives for betraying them. Where he goes, if he can figure out what makes us live forever, maybe he can also end it. Uh, and that's somebody... Which is essentially that he wants to die. Uh, See, and there's there's a villain I could argue. Okay, there's somebody, there's a pocket where I'm like, yeah, man, I kind of friggin' get it. Okay, because what you did wasn't exactly right, obviously, but in the same sense, there was no way... Um, there was no way Charlize Theron was going to come in, okay? There, there's no way she was going to come in. And rightly so, because she watched her friend get thrown in a, uh iron box and thrown off the th- thrown off into the ocean. You know what I mean? She sure. understands what the what this are at what's actually at stake here. Okay? Because it's not just we'll die over and over again. It's like it could be literal torture forever. Okay, and I and she will not partake to that. So I totally get it, and I get why you would have to kind of, I don't know, feel like you so, have to trick her into it. But at the same time, could you not shop around a little bit? There are other pharmaceutical companies. I'm sure somebody else could figure this out for you, and maybe you'd be able to come in on your own volition, because I'm pretty sure I do. The only thing I never understood was his obsession with having all of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess like just from a scientific standpoint, it makes sense that you have like more cases. So like you can, you know, you can compare data and like compare similarities and differences that kind of makes sense. But you're right. You don't need all of them. Like any one of them is a major scientific breakthrough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is the DNA of a person that lives forever. Holy Mm -hmm. shit. Uh, So, so I love that you brought up the the morality of living forever because that just like what if they succeed didn't even occur to me somehow. Um, oh, I love it. That's the most chilling but, part of that for me is just like oh if they succeed this is a nightmare. That's a nightmare world. Uh, so I, I I'll give you that. But like let's say that success then means um, let's say instead of making everybody live forget forever it gives you twenty years of uh, perfect health at the end of your life. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so it's like, you're now going to live to like a hundred almost guaranteed and you're running marathons to the day that you drop dead. Wouldn't you say that that is that, that seems like justification for this. Like the, the, the massive increase in, uh, in personal well-being, aside from the fact that it's not going to be distributed justly. No, there's no way (laughs) there's no planet that this gets distributed properly. If it did come into, yeah, if it, if yeah. they were successful, that's that's like, um, oh, what a um, altered carbon. Like this, this concept of like this will only, like the good shit will only touch the richest people. Okay, yeah. and, and it's this, a multiplier. Is and what it is. the it multiplies the negatives and it multiplies the positives. It just makes the difference between the two bigger, bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is what we're seeing right now. Uh, even yeah, like we're we're seeing that regularly without any kind of crazy science shit. You know what I mean? You start or I guess some some crazy science shit actually. Uh, now that yep. I'm thinking about it, I'm like. Mm, I've done some late night Reddit cruises that have been like, oh, here's another fun science article. Well, uh, yeah, not to get too <laughs> extremely dark on it, but HIV, right? Uh, if you're from a rich nation where you can access and afford HIV medications, you basically live complication free for a, not forever, uh, but for a long time. Um, your, your prognosis is pretty good in North America. Well, that's if what Buddy got busted country. for, right? He jacked up the price of um, of AIDS medication. It was, was that Scarelli? Uh, yeah, was it AIDS medication. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, it was. It right. was like, and he he jumped it up by like five thousand percent. Yeah. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca, in no way am I defending that. <laughs> yeah, I so, should. I should hope not. <laughs> no, and that's what I'll say is like for Merrick, uh, for the villain of this movie, that's one. That's the thing that they lean on most to paint him as a villain, where he is not. He says that he's doing it for the good of people, but also because he wants to make money off of it. Um, yeah, and I just I honestly and that's what makes him evil. Not in my mind the uh, 
not the desire to research this and to get that data from these people. Um, there is a consent issue, but you're also... <laughs> there's a, yeah, you'd say there's well, a consent issue. Yeah, and, and he... Okay, so here's the thing is... That's what I mean by the, I said they should have asked. And this, mm-hmm. this, gets, this gets into a really tricky territory. Um, but I kind of do believe that if you are immortal and if you have in you the ability to save so many people, there is a moral obligation that you share that with other people. Um, yeah. I'm not so sure I'm willing to go so far as to say that you should be, that you are able to forfeit it. Or should should be able asked to provide it without your consent. That's a tough one for me. That's definitely morally, ethically wrong. But I'm just like, ah, oh, if it saves so many people, what do you do? I don't know. I could, okay. Here's the thing: is that watching this throughout most of the movie until they concluded that this was like some sort of larger plan that they were unaware of, that they were unaware that they were affecting things in such a large way. Until we got to that point, the argument that I was kind of forming with myself was not that this guy is good or anything like that, but that these people are not necessarily good because they are just being guided by, first of all, them as people. um, And people have faults and problems. And um, if you put yourself in as some sort of executioner, like that's, that's super gray for sure. Like, how do you know? You know what I mean? Because somebody calls you up and wants you to do a job doesn't necessarily mean that that person is correct. Um, so as far as like body count goes and stuff like that, I was like, oh yeah, like these people are definitely like bordering villain for sure. If not full, yeah, full blown just by the amount of uh, bodies in your closet, right? But then we get to this point where it's kind of like, oh, okay, so this is like some larger plan-y kind of stuff. Yeah, because it turns out that any anybody that they'd sort of helped by like rescuing them or like um, protecting them from like people trying to kill them, mm-hmm. they're like a couple generations later. It always turned out that the person that they saved or that that person's granddaughter or grandson or um, something like that did something amazing for humanity. Yes. So in that sense, you're kind of saying like, because because they do paint these people as not being without flaws or lacking good judge or, mm-hmm. or having perfect judgment, let's say. So you're just saying that the the kind of, um, they're kind of guided by this invisible hand of morality where they're there where they need to be. They do what they need to do in order to save the people who are saving them. Yeah. But by yeah. a society that keeps trying to destroy them. It's very... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, like, especially where, um, so for the two women, uh, so for um, uh, Charlize Theron and um, I cannot remember her name. Quinn. 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 Okay, so, uh, so Quinn and Andy, um, that whole thing where it's like they couldn't die, I was like, during this time period, should these people not just automatically become gods to you? Is this because they have vaginas? What is this? Oh, she, yeah. she was she was a god at one point. Yes, but like in the sense yeah. of like these guys are like, okay, they're going to burn you alive. They're going to do this. I'm like, these are all supposed to be like, they, they look like they're supposed to be some sort of like religious person. And I'm like, okay, so Jesus died, came back. These women die, come back. And those are, you know what I mean? It's like this whole idea of because God is, or in in the sense of like this character is only here because we need to do our bidding kind of through this this name. You know what I mean? So you're saying that Jesus was a, uh, was one of them? No. Oh God. (laughs) No, that's not what I'm trying to pitch at all. All I'm trying to pitch is, is that it's very odd that, um, or it's very like, you can tell how bad these, these guys are during this time. If your own God died and came back to life, but these women do it and you're like, well, they're the devil. (laughs) Like, Oh, Oh, I see. Like during during the actual witch trial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you're actually witches (laughs) instead of being like, Oh my God. God. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like you're you're something high. You're of some sort of higher power than us. They were like, well, yeah. yeah but you're also women, so you know so what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> they're 
They're getting pretty uppity about. Uh, to me, what? those are the worst people in the whole film. Okay. Oh, the the people who burnt witches at the stake. Yeah. Uh, getting yes. incarcerated. Like it's it's phenomenal to me that since uh, since we could make things, we made things to torture people. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Right. <laughs> Isn't that oh like that's honestly going through all the the like wars the everything I was just like man society sucks like I just kept thinking I was like was no point in history good for you none of this was fun eh it's never fun it's never been fun and we've just gotten to the point in our lives where this is our unfun part <laughs> yeah uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dare to be cautiously optimistic here Ooh. which is as as much as uh, things are not perfect right now and many, many things suck and there is still justice to be fought for and there are still wars and people dying and all the rest. Um, on the grand scheme of things, things are getting better. Um, oh yeah, if you ignore... Poverty is down. <laughs> What's that? No, as no, long no, as no, you like... ignore climate change, we're, we're uh, money. Oh, <laughs> other than that. Uh, poverty is down, childhood mortality is down, like worldwide. Oh, this like, is a whole like bunch one of, of the best times to be alive in all of history. Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to say, but, I'm, but I, all I'm saying is, is there's, there's always a chance that you know, you're climbing a mountain, but you could fall off a cliff. You know what I mean? Like just. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a reason they say it's on average. Cause believe me, these things have gone up and down, uh, quite a bit. We're, we're definitely at a down swing, but, uh, hopefully the, the no, everything's yeah. light area. This it's is so, fun. It's a podcast. This is a comedy podcast. It's, uh, it's so fun. <laughs> you know what I was going to say? It's so funny is that all of these issues that we're talking about right now. And like, I feel like we're having a pretty big, philosophical slug out about this episode not acknowledged at all in the movie the movie is like a fun action romp like we have taken this to such an extreme of like the morality of living forever and nah like, <laughs> dude some of that shit was dark man yeah that's dark yeah. okay I almost drowned once so I already don't like that concept okay and I'm claustrophobic so you literally oh. You literally, yeah, like I couldn't have written anything more horrifying to me as a human being. Um, I, I'm so concerned that I'm going to start dreaming about it, to be honest with you. Oh, no. <laughs> you want to talk about dark? That's going to be dark. That's going to be dark. <laughs> Just... um, my dad is also claustrophobic. And I remember one time uh, when I was a kid, we were watching uh, Dante's Peak. This is, um, and right at the end of Dante's Peak, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen <laughs> Dante's Peak yet they drive this car into this cave and the volcano's blowing up behind them and it like seals them all in but that's how they escape yeah and my dad just goes well that's my idea of hell like we're just sitting (laughs) yes Yes. (laughs) we're just sitting as kids watching a VHS of Dante's Peak and just right out loud he's like nope that's hell thank you (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that was the first time it ever really clocked to me how claustrophobic he was oh dude um, i can't like oh man i had an mri and i had i kept my eyes closed the entire time like i could i because i knew if i opened them i was gonna have a panic attack and yeah. i was like we're just gonna have to just mentally ride this out i kept telling i'm like you're on top of a mountain you're on top of a mountain you're on top of a fucking mountain <laughs> because i can't man i almost got i got um, trapped in a um snow tunnel when i was a kid and I couldn't get oh, out I for a while. And I think, I think that's what caused it. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. But I think I could trace uh, it back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. I I, I have a similar medical pro, uh, thing. Fear, I guess, is uh, I had to get um, an ultrasound mm-hmm. on my chest. Yep. Uh, and I cannot... I'm I'm sitting here with my arms crossed as as I say this because I, it makes me so uncomfortable. I cannot stand the idea of somebody touching me between my rib cage, uh, like but where the ribs come together. Oh, um, absolutely cannot do that. And as I said, I'm like guarding myself right now because even talking about it freaks me out. So as part of that ultrasound, they have to like press right there, mm. fairly hard. Yeah, with um with I guess the wand, I guess is what you mm-hmm. call it. I don't know. And I was full on panic attack being like, this is going to pop through my ribs and it's going to kill me and I'm going to die. So I was tensing up Yeah. as, as you only can when you think somebody's going to stab you to death. Uh, and the poor technician was just like, 
you have to relax. Stop. <laughs> I can't do this. And I was like, huh, huh, huh. I, I'm sure they did not get very good results. I apologize for that. But it was just, I was like, oh, this is a thing. I might, if I ever have to get this test again, I might have to ask them to put me under because like that's mm-hmm. how bad it was for me. But that's so funny. anyway, yeah. I guess centuries of medical torture isn't a good thing. To lighten it up a little bit, there were a couple tropes in this movie that drive me absolutely fucking nuts. Oh, I yum, yum, yum. Let me know. <laughs> so much. They use this one a couple times where Andy's like, wait for my signal. And they're, they're like, how will we know? Be like, you'll know. I hate that so much. Oh, my God. Rebecca, if you were like, wait for my signal, and then you went into another room and uh. guns started going off, I'd be like, was that the signal? Yes. Like, every sound I heard, I'd be like, was I supposed to know that was the signal? Just tell me what the signal is. Well, yeah, because it it takes as much effort for you to say, oh, you'll know what the signal is, than to be like, the signal will be me blowing up that wall. You know what yes. I mean? If it takes the same amount of time, just explain the thing. Everyone's on the same page. Like I, I would, yeah, <laughs> I would jump the gun so much on that. They'd be like, "Wait for my signal." I'd be like, "Oh, a gun went off. Okay, I should run in now." They're like, "What are you doing?" That wasn't the signal. The signal was the big explosion. I was like, "How was I supposed to know that?" That is one of my least favorite things in movies is when there is something that could be solved by very simple communication. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, well, these are your teammates. Maybe you should just like let them know that you're not immortal anymore because maybe they would want to know that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, especially because like the guy, okay. So, so, um, the guy that shoots her, what is it? Sebastian, uh, Booker. Is it Booker? Yep. Okay. Booker. He was hanging out with her all day. She could have let him know at any point, and then he wouldn't have shot her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she could have, if she had to just let him know, like, "Hey, I got clipped, and like, I'm like, I'm no no longer invincible." Then the, a lot of he doesn't even show up with her. He doesn't yeah. even bring her in because you are not helpful to this operation anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. Just tell everybody. Tell. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, as someone who has also been like, well, I'm not having a heart attack. Uh, I'm sure it's not <laughs> a heart attack. I don't want to tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't, but uh, I, I let that go on too long. Um, I kind of get it. There's like a there's like a sense of denial where you're like, especially if you've been immortal for thousands of yeah, years. Yeah, like, but if your lead character has been bitten by a zombie and they don't yeah, tell anybody yeah. else, it's not right. It's not <laughs> yeah. That's the, basically the this movie's equivalent of getting bitten by a zombie. The difference is, is it does not necessarily affect anybody other than Andy. No, it does because you're going into battle with this person. Oh, true. You're relying yeah, get- on them as somebody to be able to wake up and keep going. You have to let your team members know. You're putting them more in danger, you more in danger. Everybody's in more danger because you've got this, like, badass thing. And I'm sorry, okay, if I've been alive for 3,000 years or whatever long this woman's been alive, I'm going to catch at least a couple hours of therapy. You know what I mean? I'm going to catch a couple. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to work out some better. Because, you know, all these people, every single one of them knows multiple languages, maybe all of the languages. You know what I mean? Um, They know multiple languages. They're obviously highly intelligent. They're um, very well-skilled. How could you not be by being alive for so long? You would just pick up shit. Right? Yeah. Like, does that not check out? <laughs> that you would uh, have to try and deal with your trauma in some way? Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that you would be able to be maybe, well, maybe just being alive for so long makes you deteriorate in some way mentally. But, like, you could read one self-help book. You know what I mean? Catch, <laughs> uh, yeah, work on yourself a little bit. Yes. Take, take like, a decade. You have so much <laughs> skill in every other area. Why is your brain the only thing that doesn't heal? Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's a really good line to that effect in there. It's like, uh, 
time the 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 problem with time isn't the things that you leave behind it's the things that it it doesn't let you like and she's saying it specifically about quinn but it's just like oh you forgot what your family looks like she's like i don't care about that because mm-hmm. i've forgotten it but i can't forget the fact that she's at the bottom of the ocean and yes. it's my fault and you're like oh that's i imagine you probably accumulate a lot of baggage over those mm-hmm. millennia yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, go catch a sash, right? Go talk yeah, to somebody. You can afford it. Right? Uh, yeah. And she's, and she, uh, Andy does say something to this degree of like, we've been living wrong. Yes. And she's right. Because they, they've disconnected themselves so far from humanity. It's not, sir, they're, they're not serving in the best way anymore. Because they're they're not complete people. They are alive, but they refuse to live. Yes. Oh my yeah. God. So dark. You. I, I don't think this is a light movie, to be honest. With no. You. I don't. <laughs> I, I honestly. It's got some serious think- uh, tones. I. Uh, speaking of a living right, though, I did love uh, the Joe and Nikki relationship. Uh, the when two he guys. Is, when they get first captured, and he looks at this guy and is like, "My boyfriend." Are you, a, are you a child? You're an infant? I love this. And it just like that, that, I was like, ooh, get it. Yes, 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 more of that. I love that so much. Um, I thought they had such a great relationship. Uh, I actually but, liked, I really liked every character in the movie. In the sense of like, they. I, I feel like they did what they were supposed to do. Like, this guy's evil. I don't like him. These people are ambiguous. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yeah. Oh, the the Merrick, the guy who plays Merrick, who I think uh, is Harry Potter's shitty older brother or half brother or whatever cousin. I think it is. Um, that's who the actor is. That's that's the only other place I know him from. Um, yeah, he's wonderfully sleazy in this movie. Oh. I know I'm trying to defend him, but you're like, <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> that smug ass face. Oh dude, he I has like some, one I of those someone's... punchable faces. You know oh. what I mean? Like, and I, and I, I would not, but <laughs> there's a, there's a certain something. There's a smirk. There's a confidence that doesn't seem warranted. There's, <laughs> ugh, it's everything uh, about him. Girls I don't like him. Oh yeah, and uh, we're going to be releasing uh, Cobra Kai as Rebecca's bonus Patreon episode in a little bit. Uh, and there's some people in that um, that absolutely look like they're bullies. And I just can't imagine what that conversation with a casting director is, <laughs> where you're like, I would like to. Uh... Oh, also on Air Bud, which is uh, coming up uh, next week, same sort of thing. Where it's like. I would like to be a childhood actor, please. And then they're like, yeah, so you have strong bully vibes. <laughs> like your child seems like they'd be an asshole to other children and nothing against them personally. That's just what their face looks like. And to be cast as that, mm-hmm. like, oh, <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Well, oh, what was that doing to your self-esteem as a kid? You're like, yeah, you look like you look like someone who wants to cancel summer camp. Like you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's like, you know what's what I feel kind of bad about this guy is? Is I feel like he just he could show up into any movie and I'd be like, okay, that's the bad guy. <laughs> like before he yeah. says anything, before anything happens. And I'm like, what is that? What like that's that can't be right. That's not morally correct for me not to listen to what this person's about to say before I've already made a judgment. It's madness. Okay, I'm not right in that moment. You know what I mean? But we have those people that I think we all kind of do that with a little bit where it's just like they have a certain look about them i never do it to people in real life no. okay if i see you in real life i will not you know what i mean I, I i always let somebody speak first before i start collecting some judgment but movie time oh no 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 i will let somebody yep. walk on screen and go nope that's it that's oh, the one you're the bad guy i don't like you very much uh border collie eyes for me uh I've, i may have mentioned it before but that's the thing if a if a person has eyes like a border collie uh which if you've ever seen a border collie they look at you but they look right through you and i love border collies uh, i love them they're great dogs but when you have but when you have that on a human you're like i bet you're gonna be an ass and then you're like yeah okay 
they they normally it's there's like a it's a craziness or like a, a, a odd focus that that person has and you can see it in their eyes. I don't like it. I don't like That's it at all. That's so wild. I've never heard that before in my life. Oh, you haven't? <laughs> they all look right, through t- you. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking at you, but they're looking through you. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a uh, fucked up. It might be a psychopath vibe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> oh, dude. Every time this is super dark, but oh, why not? We've already gone there. <laughs> every time somebody says I uh, that they like that sentence of like oh they look through you or whatever sends me a chill every single time because when I was a kid I watched one of I was at like a like a mad assembly like a Mothers Against Drunk Driving assembly. And it was this kid talking and he was like, oh yeah, like, uh, it's on video or whatever. He's not there, but it was still like one of the most chilling things I think I've ever heard. He was like, yeah, I drove home drunk and he like ran over his little sister and she died. And he was like, my parents don't look at me anymore. They look through me. And I'm like, that is the single like I, I every time I hear that sentence, I think about that moment, and I'm like, ah, so chilling. Because I remember, like, I can, I feel like I can see that kid's eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I remember yeah. it. Because we we went to school back in the day when they're like, you know what'll stop kids from doing things? Traumatizing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Free trauma. That's I what will it is. tell you, I have never drove drunk. <laughs> no, I haven't either. I won't even have one. Like um, I, oh man, that yeah yeah that'll. S- Scare anything into you. <laughs> Absolutely, do not look this up. Uh, but there are some Australian drinking and driving PSAs where, when I worked at a company, they had to come out with a policy that you could no longer show these uh, <gasps> at the beginning of meetings because it was too much. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they were like, "Don't drink and drive," and then just showing mm-hmm. people, like, uh, I don't even want to say it, but it is like it is as you said, one of these horrific things where the image of it is like right out of a horror movie and you're like, I don't want to think about that anymore. Uh, so anyway, it could get pretty dark. How did we get on this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the last one we recorded today. Craig's had a pot of coffee in him for a while. Oh my uh, God. And I've just been, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I just feel like I've like, I have like angst now. Like I've just... <laughs> I've re-gotten angst from me. We've the- thought about this movie too much. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I think that I think that is the thing <laughs> that we've okay. thought about this too much. Um I okay. Here maybe here here's something lighter. Here's something fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I hate every single one of their hideouts. I don't understand why they hide out where they hide out. I'm like, if you've been alive forever, there's got to be a better way to hide and live well. Live all right. You know what I mean? Live okay. None of these people seem like they're happy. <laughs> so you, I don't know. That church was pretty badass. Yeah, I, I suppose that so. That was a badass church. But it looks like they're literally, you, you know what I mean? Like, they're all sleeping in the exact same room. They're oh, all, like, okay. they're all okay, in their okay. little yeah, yeah, single yeah, yeah. beds. Like, their their bedding has tatters. I'm like, can we not collect a dollar together and, like, get some sheets? I don't know. Stay in like, a hotel. I can't like, get a, like every, pick up a bed frame from Ikea. Like, like every place. You got the time, you can put it together. Every place I showed, like, they showed us, I was like, this looks like a single male comedian's apartment. You know, like, it just looks like, like, I'm like, where's your bed frame? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why is there a fire in the middle of the room? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just... Why are there empty Gatorade bottles everywhere? Uh... Yeah. Like, it just seemed like every place they went, I was like, this doesn't seem, but I guess, I guess that does check out for a bunch of people that just don't care about possessions or anything anymore. Cause why would you? They're nomads, you know, yeah. they've got hideout places everywhere. So I kind of guess, but I mean, for the, if, if I became immortal for the first little bit, I think I'd be living it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, kind of leads me into my more lighthearted question, which is this, um, do you think if you would get a immo- if you were immortal, <coughs> if you had all the time in the world, yeah. you would actually get better at things, or do you think the fact that there's no consequences would just make you sloppy as hell? Because I think I would just recess into sloppy. That's as hell. so funny. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't. I don't think I ever thought about it that way. Of like, oh, would I just 
keep getting worse and worse because it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Like yeah. if I, I, I wouldn't like, do you look both ways anymore or do you that's just go point. ruin yes. somebody's day? Fuck it. Like, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Cause they're like, they're like going into rooms and they're shooting so good and like hiding and ducking behind cover and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I get that being shot would still hurt. But like, if you've ever played God mode on a video game, you stop losing all your subtlety altogether. Like mm-hmm. I'd just be walking into a room and be like, shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm not going to bother dodging stuff or hiding behind things. Cause I know I'll be fine. You know, I think you just get so sloppy about it. You'd be like, oops. Here's okay. Here's a, my counter argument to that is, is that I think at a moment you would get so bored, you would just want to get good at stuff like as something okay. to do because like I find, and this is obviously such a shorter amount of time, but for the <laughs> whole beginning of quarantine, I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do all this stuff, whatever. And then I would never do anything. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm so bored. I do it. Cause I'm just like, I'm oh. bored. I'm bored of being bored. I'm bored of lying on the couch. Like I just, I am going to do this thing. I am going to go out and get th- shit done because I'm just so tired of being this, this couch, but the, just this person that sits there all the time. I'm not saying I don't have those days where I do that again. For sure I do. And sometimes it's a couple of days in a row. We, you know what I mean? You get, it's a little, you get a little sad, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put your feet up. That's totally fine. But I would say I do so much more now than I did months ago because I'm just tired of doing nothing. Yes. I've just put myself in such a corner of like, oh, I would just rather put in effort, (laughs) (laughs) which I know is fucking wild. Yeah. That's what happens when you leave. Yeah. So I guess the the thing is over a long enough time frame, you would just get good at something by default. You'd have to, you, you know what I would learn to do? I'd learn how to like throw cards and like, because I've already tried to do that. Like, I would just be amazing at parlor tricks if I was living forever. Like, I'd be able to throw a coin through the top of a bottle. You know what I mean? Like, I'd spend decades just doing that. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like, um, like, they they can still retain what they learn. You know what I mean? They can forget about stuff, but they, it's not like their minds deteriorating over time. Like they're right, still they sharp memory, people. They, they got- yeah, they can still uh, condition themselves. Although I will say, I'm like, I'm. I was wondering if, um, if because of the way their bodies work, if uh, calories don't matter anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I because like, none of them, none of them were, uh, none of them had any extra weight on them. And I can't imagine that that would be desirable in the people that you're making immortal. So, because in a sense you are. Mm. That's a really good point. Because they say like like, you're stuck in that body forever. Like if you get shot or blown up, like you regrow into that 20 year old or whatever you were when you were became immortal. Yeah. So Um, if I eat a bunch of McDonald's that would do normally like kind of, you know, put me down a peg. Would it just like eviscerate that for me? I guess, I don't know. I guess my only response to that is a line from the movie, which is that way madness lies. (laughs) 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 Could I eat McDonald's forever? You'll go crazy thinking about it. Oh God, I could. Every time, every single time I get McDonald's, I'm like, I'm going to love this. And the second I bite into it, I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? I don't I don't like it. I feel bad afterwards. I always feel bad. Yep. That's how old I am now. I can't eat McDonald's. <laughs> like if I eat McDonald's, I have a bit of a McDonald's hangover. Yes. Well, and I know for me, uh, there was a McDonald's across from the Blockbuster where I used to work in high school. Mm-hmm. So like for when I had like that half hour lunch break or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd go across the street and get like a Big Mac, fries and Coke. And it always tasted so good because everything tastes good when you're like working. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're like, I've worked up a big appetite and oh, I bought this for myself and it tastes so good. And I've been chasing that taste ever since. Every time I bite in, I'm like, this is going to be that taste again. And it never is. Never. So it has this chasing the dragon, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly it. Oh, God. I don't so know. Any we, other- well, I think, I think we would be, uh, we, we haven't really talked about one of our main people here that have really been facilitated the whole thing. And I think we should dive oh, into yeah. him a little yeah, yeah. bit, right? Because he's kind of, um, 
he is the gray area. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, Copley, the guy Copley. who sets him up. Yeah. Uh, he is the gray. Before, who I love as an actor. I realize oh, yeah, that he's great. in this movie, I'm like, oh, whenever you show up, whether it's The Martian, whether it's uh, Doctor Strange, I'm like, yes, yes, you please more. He's got a, yeah, there's something in the eyes with him. Every time he, he's just got such a look about him. I really, really like him. But he yeah. is somebody, because he has at least a backstory, okay? Because what I find with this, uh, with our pharma, pharma guy, he, it is really just, it is business, okay? Like, he claims it's for, you know, advancing humanity or whatever, but it's still just like him running a business. It doesn't seem like he, there's nobody dying for him. There's nobody, like, he has no personal stock in this, really, aside from, like, he could, you know, administer it on himself, okay? Whereas Copley, he has seen, like, the devastation of of what can happen. You know what I mean? The devastation of disease and, and watches his wife go through, um... ALS, which is like, that's, 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 that's the big one. You know what I mean? That's my being locked in a, yep. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, that's basically, it's the same, it's, it it is the same concept as, as being thrown into the bottom of the ocean. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, you can't, you can't, you stop being able to communicate. You start getting like locked inside your own body in a sense. Um, And horrifying. So you could understand why this character after watching that would want more like would want to help people because it's because he's not even doing it for himself because this has already gone past you know what i mean this is already his wife has already passed on there's nothing he can do about that situation but he just wants to make sure that other people don't go through the same situation he has yeah and he's got some pretty good speeches there or where it's like, oh, that's a bit of a tearjerker. Yeah, I, I get him. I get, I guess the motivation I don't understand with his character, and it's a conceit of this movie, which is that he went through all of this, and then his response was, what if there's immortal people? <laughs> what if... <laughs> like, he didn't... He didn't jump to like, I'm going to fundraise, I'm going to help, I'm going to walk mm. a kilometer a day to s- help save the... He, all these things, he's like, I think there's immortals that live among us, and if I track them all down, then maybe we can solve all disease ever. Like, that to me is such a a jump where he would have to know about them already for that to make sense. I don't know. I don't know. I think they kind of brushed it in with his like CIA background and shit of like, he is okay. an intelligence officer. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, this is his job is to look into people and look into like anomalies or whatever. Um, and yeah, so he's somebody where I'm like, okay, so he sets them up. Um, and the thing is, is that anytime these people get shot at, they kill everybody around them, even though when they kill somebody, they die permanently. And if they get killed, they can just leave if they want. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that kind of like there was one thing about that that kind of sat weird with me because I was like, there's a really I feel like there's a really good chance that none of these people actually know what they're going in for. They've probably been told these people are dangerous people or whatever. Okay, these people are just kind of on the job. But because they don't work yeah. for the person you like, okay, or the the bad guy, then they all deserve to die right now? You know what I mean? Like you get to you can just get up and walk away if you want to. They none of these people walk away. None of them. They all have families, they all had shit to do tomorrow, they had a grocery list, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like that was kind of crazy to me that I was like, oh, you could literally just figure out how to leave every time. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes into the like, we keep killing people, but the world doesn't get better. Yeah. Sort of thing. It's like, like, well, mm. maybe stop killing. Yeah. People? Maybe that's like, not what? the route to go. Well, yeah. How did we all land on the fact that you're warriors and you're supposed to kill everybody all the time? Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe you were supposed to study medicine forever and, and become phenomenal scientists that could have already figured this thing out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but instead you were know. like, I'm automatically going to be a killing machine. <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> Or, like, I understand, like, you know, 
for certain portions of history, maybe fighting and, and, and stopping barbarians, invasions and all the mm-hmm. rest, maybe that is the best way to do good. Uh, but that transitions at a certain point yeah. where you're mm-hmm. like, like, and especially just like we've been trying to kill people for so long and the world never seems to get any better. Just fucking change tactics. Yeah. Right. It's just, uh, that was kind of, and I get it. Like I, I, I understand it for the whole arc and the plot line and everything like that. But yeah, and there immortal was scientists don't make for an interesting movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you were like, if you were like, Craig, I think God- we're writing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just pitched me the title of that immortal scientist. Oh yeah. Let's work on it. Oh, just, <laughs> But we'll Bob make Brooks. it zany, like like a or like oh, <laughs> let's make it like like let's make it like nutty professor like bananas. That's okay. That's done. That's what we're gonna work on after this episode. <laughs> the, the immortal, si- yeah. Craig and Rebecca in the immortal scientists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You'll write all the science, okay? Yep. And I'll write all the obvious fart jokes that will be written. <laughs> Very obviously. Hey, okay. Rebecca, do not sell yourself short. You are capable of so much more than fart jokes. I have seen you do an amazing dick joke. I was just, <laughs> I knew you were going to say dick joke. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, it's either dick or balls. It's one or the other. <laughs> oh, you do actually have an amazing ball. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Uh, hey, Rebecca Reed's buddy available now. Whenever yeah. You get Oh man, alive! Yeah, I think we. I think I've covered everything I, I wanted to cover on it. Um, so I guess it's time for a definitive <laughs> ranking of how good you think the villain is. Yeah. Um, so um, from uh, I've got a white scale from uh, from a, a Doctor Evil to a literal ghost. I am going to give him surfboard Mark Zuckerberg for sure. I think that's all very self-explanatory. I'm not even yep. going to go into that further. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, I did the unethical science scale uh, in uh, in honor of Merrick here. Um, so on a scale of testing lipstick on rabbits um, to uh, Albert Hoffman, who discovered LSD by purposely tasting it, uh, I'm going to give uh, our friend Merrick here um, a good Edward Jenner who tested his smallpox vaccine on the son of his gardener without telling him... And expo- then exposed him to Jesus. smallpox because it worked and we're all better for it. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, you should have asked. Uh, that's my scale for this week. Man alive. <laughs> <laughs> did I do research for that one? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, yeah. Did. No, yeah, 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 uh, for sure. Uh, and uh, I guess before we get into uh, who are heroes and villains of the week for, there's a couple of ways you can help out the podcast. Um, please like and subscribe if you can. Um, it, it costs you nothing and it really helps us. And if you've already done that, thank you so much. Uh, even a one sentence review lets people, uh, gets us up, uh, gets us a little more visual. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. What is that? A little more visual? Is that a thing? Algorithms. I get, <laughs> algorithms. That's yes. That's what I'm looking for. So if you could do that, that'd be so amazing. Uh, also, you can hit us up on Twitter at VWR Podcast, uh, villainwasright at gmail.com, and uh, villainwasright on Facebook. You can hit us up on any one of those platforms if you want to send us comments, suggestions, ideas, whatever. Hit us up there. And as always, you can also, if you're looking for extra content... Yeah, a little extra content. Uh, we are on Patreon, everybody. So patreon.com slash right. And if you sign up for our top tier, the Gollum level, uh, it's $7 a month. And you for that, you will get two bonus episodes every month. Um, plus, on top of that, all of our back catalog of bonus episodes. So uh, every month, uh, I have a pick. It's a Craig's pick. Rebecca has a pick. It's Rebecca's pick. And we cover movies Um movies and TV where the villain maybe isn't all that right. You know what I mean? Like maybe we don't want to offend them. Uh, maybe they're just interesting villains that we want to discuss or just shows or t- uh, shows or movies that we, we really like. Um, so this month it's September right now. Um, so uh, for this month, uh, Rebecca's pick is Cobra Kai, uh, yes. the, the TV show. And uh, my pick was uh, Bad Times at the El Royal, which is a bit of a hidden gem if you haven't uh, seen that. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash the villain was right. We also have other rewards, early release episodes, 
audience choice polls. Um, so uh, check that out. And if you can throw us a couple bucks, absolutely. We appreciate it. Helps with the production costs. And if not, that's totally fine. We understand. Um, thank you so much for listening anyway. And thank you for, uh, thank you for subscribing and, and telling your friends about it. We love you guys. Uh, and that's, that's it. So now it's time for our heroes and villains of the week. Uh, I, I'm going first this week. Um, so bit of a, uh, bit of a rant here. Uh, so this is definitely going to be a, a Love, villain. Uh, so, rant. But I'm going to preface this with, with a couple points, which is you guys know I'm a nerd. You guys know <laughs> I'm a science nerd. Um, and I'm not, whatever your interest is, whatever little bit of science or, or, or anything like that that you are into and gets you excited, I 100% support. Um, and what you do is important. But what I will say is that for me personally, there is no nerd that is more boring than geology nerds. <laughs> Just people who are fucking talking about rocks. I can't understand <laughs> why. I you're like going on about like all these things and you go, stop talking about rocks. I don't fucking care. Okay. So that's point one. Point two on this is magic. Hey, if you are a magician, that's fine. I love it. It's, 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 it's fine. You have a hobby. That's great. Um, I'm not judging it for you, but I think as a society, we've sort of decided that unless you are the top of the top, David Blaine, uh, Penn and Teller on Las Vegas, that that's not, it's not a cool hobby to have, you know? Um, and again, I'm not judging you. If that's your interest, that's great. I'm so happy you're excited about it. But I think it, it, society at large, it is not viewed as being like a fun, cool thing that you just mm. bring up at parties. So with both of those <laughs> things in mind, I would just like to say, I do not understand how fucking crystals are suddenly a popular thing. Kat and I were watching uh, these like, celebrity home tours and Zachary Quinto is touring around his like million dollar New York penthouse apartment. And he's like, we have these quartz crystals near the TV because it helps absorb electromagnetic radiation. And I'm like, that is so fucking dumb. Like, first of all, it's, it, they're just magic rocks is what you're saying. You've taken the most boring of nerds <laughs> and the lamest of hobbies and you've mashed it. And somehow it's trendy. It's, it drives me crazy. I fucking hate crystals. They don't do what they they don't do what people say they do unless they say that they sit on a sit on a shelf. Uh it's fucking silicone. Quartz is silicone. There's more silicone probably in your computer. Uh, uh, crystals. So I, I literally You straight up told me what you were going to talk about and as soon as you started talking, I was like, "Where is he going?" <laughs> What is this? <laughs> that was so fu- I that I you that was so funny. I honestly did not know you were going to combine those two things. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I really like that. Um, for myself, I'm actually switching it up. I I don't know why I thought of this or was reminded of this. Um, but one time, this is a this is a funny story where. I think both of us are villains in this story. My, me and my roommate. Okay, uh, I lived in this. Uh, I lived in this apartment uh, that was pretty new. Like, I think the implication was somebody died in it, and then we got it because um, they would like recarpeted it. Like it was like nobody. It was like an apartment that a woman had lived in for thirty years straight, and then she was no longer there. So, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Anyway, so they ripped everything up. It was like this nice, really clean place. We were super happy about it. And um, I was young, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't know, 22, something like that. And we decided that, uh, I guess we were both going away, but neither of us told each other. And we had left a bag of garbage in our apartment. Like, yeah. And, and one that apparently should have really, really, really been taken out, okay? Because when I got back... I'm not talking like 20, 30. I am talking 200 fully formed flies 
in a two-bedroom apartment, okay? I arrive, there are at least 200 flies. At the very minimum, there's 200 flies. There's an, a, an insane amount of flies, okay? I've never seen so many in my life, okay? And I'm like, what? Like, we're literally, like, we're sitting in this fly apartment, in the living room, just, like, watching these flies, like, swarm, basically. They're everywhere. And we're sitting there, we're talking about it, and we're like, what do we do? Like, there aren't enough strips in the world to, to get rid of these. Like, how long are we going to have to wait to get rid of these guys, okay? And then I have a con I have an idea. <laughs> I have a concept, okay? And I'm like, you know what I think would work is if I vacuumed all of these flies up. And then I proceeded to do that while I hummed the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> All around my apartment. And I am just like, I, and it is working flawlessly. It is flawless, okay? Perfect execution. And I take that bag and I, and it's I'm waiting, moving. I'm, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. No, no shoe drops. I'm brilliant, okay? I'm telling you a story where I am brilliant as a human being. I take this bag, close it as quickly as I can take it outside, and I'm done. There is not one single fly in my house anymore because I am very smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the best. I was, oh, what a roller coaster, Rebecca, the whole way through. Did I'm you like, know this you could do that? This has got to go bad. No, because like I was like, this has got to go bad for her at some point. No. Otherwise, we'd all be doing it. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, I vacuumed up all of them and just really just took the bag outside and was done. The 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 best detail is that you had the the, the foresight <laughs> to be singing the Ghostbusters theme as you did it. Well, then look, like, it was one of those ones that looked like the pack. You know what that? I mean, with the little nozzle. <laughs> Who you gonna call, Rebecca? Yes, I was too pleased to solve this problem. I was oh, too fuck. pleased. The second we had the idea, I was like, this is the greatest day of my life. I am so <laughs> pleased <laughs> that I got to vacuum up all of these flies. Oh, Anywho. <laughs> well, guys, um, as always, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads at anything, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Instagram and Twitter. That's, that's the spot. Hit me up there. R-E-B-C-C-A-R-E-E-D-S. Shoot me a follow. Yeah, and you can grab me at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, now YouTube. So CraigFay.com uh, for show dates, which might or may not be coming up uh, again soon. We'll see. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Yeah, great. Um, and guys, next week we're going to be covering our audience choice, Airbud, guys. Airbud. <laughs> If you haven't watched, highly recommend a rewatch. It is not as you remember. Uh, what a crazy movie. What an odd film. Uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for listening. And as always, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to store your immortals in separate rooms. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>